Collins is next. Hello everyone and welcome once again to Fun Point, the podcast that two strength courses judges will listen to new music. I am Eddie Colazzo and with me as always is Brooks Oglesby. Hey. Hello. Hey. Uh we I we we got music. We got it. Fun point. You got it. We want it. I've just you know, a lot of the albums I've in the past I've been like, Oh dude, this one it's born ruffians, I kinda I think it's good, but it's not for everybody. I'm not even going to ask you if you like this one. This one kicks ass. This one fucking rips, dude. <laughs> it's really good. I'm glad. Uh, today, we are talking about Marina and and the diamond. So- sometimes it just says Marina in all right. Like, like See, she's Kenta. I didn't know if you noticed she sort of went through a Dio-style transformation. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> she used to be like Marina and the diamonds, which is Dio Brando. But then she was like, what if I'm just my first name in all caps? Marina. It's good. Yeah. Uh, and we're talking about Electroheart. Uh, it's it's good to me. I like it's it. It's good to me. I like your shoelaces. It's 2012. We're all Tumblerity is here. So was th- this was kind of a big tum tumbler hit? She said explicitly this album was inspired by the Tumblr generation. Okay, and it's also like the American Dream and Greek tragedy and like you know um, American vacuous celebrity culture and stuff. But mostly it's about it, Tumblr. Mostly it's about Tumblr. She saw that post that's like do you like the color of the sky yeah she saw so, she saw <laughs> david carp in a kimono and she says i gotta write about this the um home wrecker is about that one guy who works at tumblr that wears his tie as a belt <laughs> <laughs> that dude looks awesome <laughs> he has a stand like you know it yeah he d- <laughs> yeah he does um well let's get into it the first yeah, sure. track on here is a uh, bubblegum bitch. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, let me get my notes up. Uh, so this, when I look at a, a track listing, and I see the first song is called Bubblegum Bitch, uh, I kind of get an idea of, in my mind of what that song is going to be. And, and this what is, is exactly it. Yeah. <laughs> it's this one. It's real. it tells, yeah, it tells, it says what's on the tin. Uh-huh. I, I learned in my research on this one, apparently this one is, is popular on TikTok, which makes sense to me. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I'm sure it's I, still, the... I, st- I still don't completely understand TikTok, but I feel like I have a base level comprehension. It's of like what a, it entails. you know, you lip sync to the Mia Khalifa song. Um, uh-huh. You do like the caramel dancing thing, from what I understand. You do uh-huh. that in real life. I know the teens like to dance on it. Yeah. So. That's usually funny. It is usually funny when people dance. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, that's so, what I wanted to talk to you. We can talk about it off the air, but I do want to just let you know that I watched Dumb and Dumber 2 the other night. Okay. And I'm Did excited you like for it? you. I, you're you like going to... Oh, my God, it's so bad, dude. <laughs> but let's let's get back to Bubblegum Bitch. Okay. Um... I, so she's kind of doing irony in this album, sort of, but kind okay. of. Okay, a little bit, a little bit She's irony. sort of doing, she even, <laughs> I was looking up, like, her quotes about this album. Um, uh-huh. She even describes this album as a bit cringe. Oh, so very, very she Tumblr. Was, she, <laughs> she was worried about losing subscriber on this album, but she yeah. didn't. She gained, Marina, she, she gained Marina, two subscribers. You, you can't post Bubblegum Bitch. <laughs> You're going to lose subscriber. 
Uh, she did. She got she got a new one because I listened to it. Yeah, but so. she's like, what if I do the trope of the American woman archetype of housewife and idol teen and homewrecker, and then I did it to show that it's bad, but also it's fun, but also it's pop, and I can be a pop star if I want, but also I'm going to kill this alter ego after I'm done with this album because that's I'm, what happens to celebs. I'm Miss Sugar Pink. I I suppose I'm Liquor Liquor Lips. I, I, I guess. Um, do you get it? It's like a, du- a double entendre. Like, this like was liquor. another one. This was a spirit absinthe moment, ghost, where I was. I thought it was just like lick a lick a lips, you know, like lick yeah, them, yeah, me too. The action, and then I looked it up, and it was alcohol. And that, so today you can't listen to this one anymore. Yeah, I have to put the volume down when I listen to the chorus, which is the best part, unfortunately. The best, it's the best part of most of these songs, if we're being honest. Listen, it's a pure pop album. She said, "Let me just crush this real quick, real quick, and then I'm retiring the persona forever." And she did that. Great, we love it. Um. It's good. It's good. Uh, oh, wait, I forgot to, before I move on to our next song. What you got? I'm, I'm a little, a little bougie today. Kim went all out at the Trader Joe's. Do you have one of those sparkling waters with, like, calories in it? Um, I am sipping a San Pellegrino blood orange. That's the, that shit's got calories in it. And you can tell it's the good shit because it has 16% orange juice. (laughs) So, you know. The perfect amount. The perfect amount for <laughs> the perfect balance of taste and and calories. I tried that shit once and it had, like, too much flavor. It was it like... Is, yeah, yeah, oh, I need a LaCroix to... Yeah. <laughs> Let me... Ooh, 130 calories. Yeah. That's more than zero, so... You're just, you're just drinking Sunny Delight at this point, you know? Let me take a... Mmm, tastes like a blood orange. Yeah? Yeah, it's good. Cool. Thanks, Marina. All right. Well, um, would I have some questions for you? Yes. Uh, would you Would you do anything for me? Buy a big diamond ring for me? Pop that pretty question <laughs> right now, babe. That's that's my favorite like, thing that she does is when she does like the lower like, register. Yeah, like, like baritone, Marina. It fucking yeah. rules. She does this it way is, more on her first album, but like she um, she brings it out when it counts. So, the next song we're talking about is Prima Donna. This is my favorite song on the album. <laughs> this is the this is the least likely song that I would ever expect to have on my lifting playlist, but it does it is there and it does work. <laughs> it does. Um why it's such a big deal though. And I it's I like the during what is it the the chorus just the like fucking backup vocals that are like, "Wow!" <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. 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 It's, it's really good. Well, she's like, I'm sad and every it's every day is a chore and like the cheerleaders wow. are like, awesome. Yeah. We love, yeah. Uh yeah, the cheerleaders say thank you for playing my game. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, fun points problematic. Why? I sc- I scroll down to the track info and listed as musician and programmer on this song is one Dr. Luke. Oh, yeah, he is the... Yeah, fuck him. <laughs> Uh-oh! <laughs> uh, so it's okay. He, Marina did all the legwork. Ma- Marina is, is most of the credits. Yeah, so. she did most of the writing. She did the she did the cool baritone voice. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is on the Just Dance 4 official track list. I don't know if you knew that. I guess we're gonna... Fa- I guess we're gonna go to the, the flea market and find Just Dance 4 and play it when you come My over next month. My favorite thing is I was looking through the, like, genius pages for a few of these songs earlier today and at the bottom of every like 
an overall comment on the track is like this one just has someone saying my religion yeah this album a lot this is my favorite genius that we've had so far i think because so many of the the lyrics like the annotations just say her mind and it's all upvoted (laughs) yeah i I love stan genius so much like uh, so i just clicked one and it just like in the chorus you say that i'm kind of difficult but it's always someone else's fault so the annotation with 43 upvotes is, in the prima donna's eyes, she does no wrong. It's simply everyone else who is wrong. <laughs> so kind of just what the song says, huh? Yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Uh, you can, you can just get it on the, <laughs> the base level of what you say in here. Yeah, but then right before it goes to the chorus, it does that really cool pulsing bass that Selena Gomez did in Undercover, and it's good. Uh, I, I did get some, uh, Selena vibes on this album. Yeah. I do, my favorite thing that I, you know, sometimes you listen to a pop album and you love it and you dance, but you don't really pay attention to the lyrics until Stan Genius tells you about what they mean. Mm-hmm. I didn't notice, so the, in the first verse, when she asks you a million questions and that she says, would you get down on your knees for me? Uh-huh. And to She's that's, proposing a proposal. She's, she wants <laughs> you to get double engaged to her, both knees. <laughs> yep. I just think that's a baller move. Uh, I guess she's asserting her dominance, baby. Like <laughs> Austin Powers did that annotation. They're, they're having so much fun with these. Because mm-hmm. it's also apparently that's a thing that you do during uh, sex intercourse. But also she she's what? she's one of the pillar men, and she wants to get double married to you. Yes, <laughs> two diamond rigs for me. <laughs> um, this song is very good, and I like it. I'm glad you like it. It's fucking good. Mm-hmm. This is like so. I again, we've, we've episode zero. We talked about how like you're the big album guy, and I'm the guy who listens to one song from an artist and say I love it, and then I move on to another thing in six months. Mm-hmm. So for this one, like we'll talk about it later, but like I pretty much only listened to How to Be a Heartbreaker, and I was like, this is good. And then I eventually was like, I should probably listen to the rest of her stuff if I like this one so much. And then I listened to these first two songs, and I was like, oh great, cool, oh, oh shit, it's yeah. all it's all good. It's great. We love it. Um, it's, 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 I like this one. This is my favorite song. I'm glad. Of, of all the marinas I know, this one is my favorite. It's a good pick. Uh, uh, I think it's also like the one of the like singles on it, so that makes sense. Okay, makes sense. Yeah, uh, it was a good choice. Let's talk about lies. Lies. Um, let's see. What what do my notes say for this one? Um, my first note is that this. There were a couple. So like. Uh, a couple of the, it's, it's a, like, pop album, but a few of the, like, choruses are catchy in, like, unique ways, or she does, like, kinda weird things with her voice that you don't expect. Uh Uh-huh. I wrote that this one has, like, the most standard kind of pop radio chorus. Oh, yeah. And there's another one later on that starts with, like, a kind of filtered acoustic guitar that just sounded like every song from 2013. Yeah, you might be thinking, that's what Radioactive makes me think at the end. Okay, that's also that Imagine might, that, Dragons, so... Yeah. <laughs> um, it was weird of her to cover that before it came out. Before it came out, yeah. she She's prophetic. Mm-hmm. Her mind. Her mind. It um, just, like, the first two songs are just the drill tweet where it's, like, the therapist saying your problem is that you're perfect and everyone is jealous of you and that makes you rightfully upset. And this one is finally, like, what if sad, though? What if sad? What if vacuous uh, Hollywood? Oh, in a... 
interview about electric uh, Electra Heart, Marina said, Lies is a very personal record. I wrote half of it in the home of Bruce Springsteen. Oh, word. <laughs> I was on tour, and I, w- I was on tour, and I was on tour. I think someone messed up this c- copy and paste. No, she was saying it double. She said it twice. And I was about to do a gig at a place called The Stone Pony in New Jersey. Yep. Can confirm that exists. Yeah, so. that's just what you call, like, gas stations. Yeah, that we the, it, we have Wawa's and Stone Ponies. Mm-hmm. That's my and favorite you know, JoJo like, arc, I think. Stone Pony. Yeah. Um, can't wait for David to get on that one. Mm-hmm. This um, is there I, is a very so there is a line in this one that made me think of you. Oh, of me? Yeah. There's a line later uh, that makes you think of us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> okay, can't wait. Uh huh. I just, so in the first verse, she's like, what's the point in playing a game you're going to lose? Which I can't relate to, because I just enjoy the spirit of gaming. But it just makes me sound, it makes it sound like Marina is like an EV trainer, you know? EVs are, it's the IVs you got to be serious about. EVs are very simple. IVs take a lot. Yeah, they're normal type. All IVs are normal type. (laughs) You can only get EVs in fucking defense. Oh, And you can go up to 100, and every Pokemon has 100 defense. You should put that in the annotations for the genius, just to help everybody out with that line. To let everyone know, uh, in in this line, Marina is actually talking about Pokemon training. Yeah. (laughs) She believes there should only be three types of Pokemon. (laughs) There's only one fucking uh, fire type that can't learn Solar Beam, and it's Flareon or something. It's Flareon. It is. God, Flareon sucks, dude. Flareon is so bad. I'm sorry. Like, people are like, oh, Pokemon are friends. No. No. Flareon sucks. Yeah, Flareon's bad. Uh, the Lilip is bad. Okay, that's kind of a hot take. It's gross. Li- oh, Lil- I'm thinking of Mareep. No, Mareep. Of course, all sheep Pokemon are good. Lilip is. Yeah, I don't like to see it. Yeah, that turns into Ampharos, right? Yeah, it's the smooth steel lighthouse man. Okay, yeah, not great to look at. Yeah, this is where she starts trying to trick you in terms of if you want to <laughs> sing along to Marina. Okay. Because we've already talked about, I like I like the easy to sing along with deep voice thing that she popped that pretty question. I like that. That's easy. I get mastered. Mm-hmm. But, like, when she gets to the chorus, she's like, I can't even, like, do a, a simulcra of it, where she's mm-hmm. like, I just want it to be perfect. It's just, mm-hmm. it's so high. It's too high for me. It's so high. It's like she, like, Ariana Grande wishes she could reach this register. Don't. Tell her, listen. See, we're joking because the song is called Lies, so we're being uh, facetious. So don't get mad at us. Don't get mad at us for being mean to Ariana. Uh, yeah. Victorious was a great show. <laughs> uh, next up, we have Homewrecker. Uh, I forgot is... I forgot she had an accent. <laughs> yeah, I do. She reminds, yeah, she really reminds you in this one. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, she is Welsh and Greek. Um, so okay. the the us doing an English accent does come through on this one. Oi, Gov, I'm Marina and the Diamonds. Oi, Gov, boys and their toys and the six-inch rockets, aren't six they? Inch, six-inch rockets. I wonder how the guy from, um, what what was it, Arctic Monkeys would yeah. feel if he, he'd be really, his feelings would be hurt if he heard this. Oh, yeah, he wouldn't like, yeah, he wouldn't like this one. He, he wouldn't like this, he'd be like, can't relate, Gov. <laughs> so. This song, this song is like, the way that I think about it, it's like the national anthem, but for stomping around in high heels, if that makes sense. Does that okay. make sense? Yeah. I just feel like that's the only way that you can, like, listen to the song and, like, get it. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't wear flats and listen to Homewrecker. Does I, that make I, sense? 
I I I see I see your your methodology here. Uh huh. But it's, the song is just kind of her in like a sing songy voice, just like kind of talking. Yeah. And saying words that rhyme, and then they call me. Right, and that's and when you like, st- oh, that's shit, when you yeah. stomp your feet. Yeah, I like it. Okay. And she's she, Electra Hart is inverting the tropes and being a, a slayer rather than a slayed, according to the genius, because it's like because she likes to do. Usually, you hear a song about a homewrecker. It's like Alex Turner of Arctic Monkeys being like, "Oi, Gov, I don't like it when there's a homewrecking woman and it's a, a making girl, me cheat on my wife." Yeah. Uh huh. Um, but now she's only happy when she's Miss Steal Your Man, you know? Damn, she did that. But also she don't belong to anyone. Okay. She says it's, she says it in a kind of a sad way. It's, I'm beginning to think that the Hollywood celeb life is vacuous. Uh, can I, there's a much better music podcast that exists called Dissect. I don't think there's a better music podcast than this one. Um, and what the guy does is every, like, season of it, he'll just do, like, every episode is just about one song on an album. And the first season was about, uh, Kendrick Lamar. What was, what's it? To Pimp a Butterfly. Uh Uh-huh. And then I was like, I never listened to this before, so I'm gonna listen to season two about my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Uh Uh-huh. So I've been kind of stuck in this, like, wow, damn, the life of celebs, uh, <laughs> kind of feedback loop. Yeah. And They're then I'm thinking about it, and I'm like, damn, it must be hard to be a celeb, and everyone is, like, constantly critiquing everything you do, and, like, the spotlight's always on you, but also, what if I had a million dollars? Yeah, it'd be, it, it would have <laughs> pros and cons. Yes. We often forget about the say, pros. Impossible to say, etc. Like, it would be hard to, you know, to go to GameStop and have people be like, hey, you're, you're the, you wrote, uh, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. And I'm like, yes, I did. <laughs> I would hate that. Do you that. love it? Do you love it? Tell me, I, tell me it's good. I love being a normal person and going to GameStop and then they just say, hey, Pokemon's coming out. Do you want to give me $60 for it? And I say, no, thanks. No, and thanks. I, I'm leaving now. I'm leaving with my, uh, copy of madden 2012 for ps3 for two dollars goodbye <laughs> goodbye i felt like a celeb because yesterday me and kim went to shake shack and i wore my new japan pro wrestling lion mark t-shirt uh-huh which i I'm, I'm getting rave reviews every time i wear new japan merch from specifically food service employees yeah that's the proletarians the, the guy who gave me a burger he was like hey cool shirt nice and i was like thanks and then he said did you watch dominion yet and i said i still gotta watch the main event and he said it's not good and then he I gave heard me that my it burger. wasn't. It wasn't good. It was like the lowest rated, like main I event. Mean, and, I think yeah. Jericho is uh, on his way out. He's you <laughs> know we all have stinkers every now and then. The Judas effect. It's not um, good. We're, I am. We are not going to mimic the Judas effect when you're here because it's a bad move. It's it we'll just fucking break both of our noses. <laughs> for those of you who don't, for those of you who listen to this Marina and the Diamonds music podcast and you don't watch New Japan Dominion at three a.m. Mm-hmm. The Judas effect is a move by old wrestler Chris Jericho where he just sort of turns his body and hits you with his elbow a little bit. It's bad to see, and no one likes it. Anyway, anyways. Homewrecker. I'm only happy when I'm on the run. It's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, we have starring role. You don't love me. Big fucking deal. I'll let, never tell. Let Marina say fuck. <laughs> it's like she does like she does like wimp out of saying it again. Like right after she goes, "You don't love me." Not a big deal. This yeah. is PG thirteen. It's not rated PG-13. R. You get, you, one. get, you get one fuck, and then that's it. 
yeah. you have to keep it clean for the rest of the album. Mm-hmm. This um, one is very like I I've met songwriters who use subtext and they're all cowards to me. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> it's very like think. What if um, a movie role is a relationship? Um, that's one of my other notes. Is like um, at one point I think she just says like it makes me feel depressed. <laughs> like. <laughs> Oh yeah, and she it makes me feel depressed because the only time you open up is when we get undressed. Yeah, I know. I was I remember hearing that. I was like, I was like really like saying I feel depressed on an album is a bit kind of yeah. It makes level. you feel angry to hear that. But then she said she rhymed it with undressed, and I was like, okay, sometimes you got to make sacrifices to get your point across. <laughs> it's a metaphor for like for you know being vacuous and you know just saying what you feel. Also, she does say, you're like my dad, you get on well, I send my best regards from hell, which is sick. <laughs> yeah, it's sick. Yeah, I think her first album is a lot about how, like, uh, her relationship with her dad is bad, so she just popped that one in here real quick and just been like, uh-huh. hey, also Can't my dad's relate. in hell. Can't relate, my dad is an angel. Yeah. <laughs> more more of the themes on this album, not particularly connecting with mine. Right, you, you know, you can like them, it's, you know, it's... It's part. Some of it's a universal language. Part of it's not. Part of it, you got to be a celeb to understand. As an outside observer, I I have a a Papa Catch a Barracuda dad, and I'm not a celeb. But Mm -hmm. sometimes, you know, it's it's the music that crosses boundaries. Yeah. Um. This is where, like, the only other thing that I had about this song was that this is where I noticed that all of the annotations just say her mind with 37 upvotes. Yep. (laughs) And they're right. I mean, yeah. It's not a criticism. It's not incorrect. It's just kind of pointing out, you know. Yeah, it's like we all know her facts. mind. Mm-hmm. Um, it, this I I remember going through and the genius track listing is like me- mis- messed up. Compared yeah, to there's a million Spotify. versions of this album because it started out in the UK and then she like she literally the album was like being pressed in the UK and she was like, I think I'm gonna write the song How to Be a Heartbreaker now. And then I'm going to put it on the album. So we're going to take some songs out of the UK one and put that one in the US one. And we're also just going to move the order around a couple times just to make it confusing for Brooks let's and just, his listeners. Let's just keep it. Let's just keep them on their toes. Yeah. So for the um, for those, I mean, I I hope you did what I did and just went the Spotify order, mm-hmm. which is the US release. I'm pretty sure because that's how we're. I mean, well, we're not going to be like anyway this song and not say the name of it. Right. That'd be really funny though. Yeah. Um, next up we have The State of Dreaming, which mm. Genius user Lillian Zhu commented two months ago, so pretty recent, no comments on this song, dot dot, all her songs are wonderful, I'm gonna cry. Well, now it's got another upvote, because they're right. <laughs> good, one good upvote for you. This is about the famous 2000, if you're 2012, you're on Tumblr, you're a teen girl, you're gonna love... Uh, like the Marilyn Monroe iconography, but it's where she's like she's she's like smoking um a weed, yeah, like a a joint. This one's about that. It's it's kind of that that classic Americana iconography, but it's like twisted. Yeah, it's like what if it, if instead of breakfast at Tiffany's, it was like funeral murder, at Tiffany's, murder at Tiffany's. <laughs> um. And yeah, she kind of uh, does the thing that you were just being critical of, where the pre-chorus is just her saying, my life is a play. <laughs> it's just like, well, like um, that's just sorry, sort of the metaphor. Sorry to talk about uh, William Shakespeare again, but you know the the famous thing, life is a stage and we are all merely players, that whole thing? Yeah. 
Um, in, I believe it's As You Like It, it's, they're just, like, a bunch of people fucking around in the forest and having fun, and some, uh, like, she, the, the main character, she's like, I'm gonna pretend to be a man, and everyone's just goofing off. And then this one guy, they're just, like, sitting around eating dinner, and then this one guy just gives this speech. Oh, yeah? <laughs> like, life is a play, and we are, like, it's very dropped in in a weird spot, and we talked about it in my Shakespeare class, and we came to the conclusion that Shakespeare just kind of wrote this sick thing and wanted to put it somewhere. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> so I'm just imagining, like, um, yes, I, I am contemplating my my place in this world and how, you know, like, like how women are portrayed, and then someone's just like, it's a play! Yeah. Seven stages of man, you start as a baby... I mean, like theater, when you think about it, communication degree, it's a lot like you performance, you do it when you, um, interact, so. We're, we're performing, that down. um, the role of a good person under the, uh, the, the panopticon of, uh, so- Yeah, society. Irving Goffman says, we have faces and we do them differently when there are people around. Damn, I'm really thinking about it. Who do you think has more fake quotes, Marilyn Monroe or William Shakespeare? Um, I I would think, I would just guess Marilyn Monroe because I feel like the Shakespeare ones are more, like, easier to verify. That's true. Because he, he, everything, uh, some people say Shakespeare didn't write, whatever, fuck it, we're, he did. And we're... <laughs> Saying that all that is, like, documented and, like, confirmed as, like, yes, this was in fucking Twelfth Night. Uh-huh. Whereas you can just be like, Goyles around the town, Marilyn Monroe, and who's gonna fucking fact check you? That's true, and that is like, how she sounds. Good job. I'm Marilyn Monroe, and I'm a Goyle. Oi, it's time for the seven-year itch, isn't it? Oi, gov, I'm Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> Oi, the American dream, isn't it? Isn't it, isn't it, gov? <laughs> Did you, um, listen to our Christmas Carol episode yet? I did. Of Carry Me Home. It was so hard not to just do a voice for that entire episode. Yeah, I bet Kim would like that. She loves when you do voices. It is just Jim Carrey going like, ah, I still don't understand, is the movie animated or not? It is, and it it looks exactly like the Polar Express. It's like, it, it was like they did Death Stranding to Jim Carrey. Yeah, but it, they did that stranding with Jim Carrey, but in, like, 2009, so it looks like shit. Right. Uh-huh. It might look good, <laughs> and we, though. And we hate to see it, and Kim's like, it's very detailed. And I'm like, um, excuse me, this only gets a six on the graphics rating. Uh-huh. <laughs> anyway, this song, um, like, it's fine, right. I guess. It's not yeah. one of my favorites, but... I don't think there's any songs it. on this one I don't like, but this is one of the ones where it's fine. Like, Yeah. Um, next up, what do we have? Power and Control. Foucault is shaking on this one because uh-huh. it's about power and control, but in relationships, you know? Um, this is where the line about us falls in. Okay, is because, it about how we're a piece of art? Because you think you're funny, you think you're smart. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> that is us, huh? My podcasts are good and we like to hear them. Yeah. Um, anyway. Yeah. This one starts, did you notice, Mm -hmm. this is, I, you know, I typically think that you might have the more refined musical palette than I do, because you've listened to more of it and you're older than me, but... Okay, don't, you don't have to say that last part, but, okay. I mean, you're, we, we were in the same maternity ward, and I said brand new just out, and you said, hey, what's up, it's my second day in here. I, uh, okay, uh, now I'll accept it, because that means I can be your senpai, so... Yeah, jot that down. So, did you notice that this song starts exactly like Let It Rock Kevin Rudolph? I 
let me let me just pop this pop one it in real quick. quick and then pop okay. it let it rock kevin rudolph it sounds exactly the same should i do the gimmick where i play it on my phone and it sounds good yeah i think so i think everybody uh, would like that okay so this is power and control let's start this one okay this kind of like a i dark... see your dirty face you know okay and who who is that bike I, uh, I kevin rudolph he... featuring lil wayne so that's see it's I'm I'm good I'm happy you finally like told me that because there's so many songs that I know but for like I don't know the artist of it. You know what I mean? Like I'm like, "Oh, I know this song from the radio." And right, you're not a big some, you haven't bought any Kevin Rudolph albums recently. No, and and then it's by some guy named just like David Bumble. And I'm like, "Who the fuck is David Bumble?" And and I look it up and it has like 82 billion plays. Uh-huh. So here's Let It Rock. Oh shit! <laughs> it's the same thing. <laughs> it is. I'm sorry to expose Marina like this, but it let did come t- out first. Let me let me look at the. Um... Okay, let me go to Genius. Weird. All of the annotations say his mind in parentheses. Kevin Rudolph. Genius. Let it rock, Kevin Rudolph. I, I just want to compare the like. Uh... You just want to read the part where Lil Wayne goes, "Wayne's World, Planet Rock, Planet, Planet Panties rock. Drop, and the Top." You like that part? I do love that part. My, I loved this. Okay, when did this come out? 2008. I love this fucking era where Lil Wayne was just on every song and would just give the shittiest verse you've ever heard. Yeah, it, it and, owns. And then that, that's it. Um, I first heard that uh, Let It Rock, Kevin Rudolph. I first heard it when I was warming up at a YMCA basketball game in middle school. Uh-huh. And I heard it as I was doing layup drills. And I was like, this is the... I, unironically, I was like, this is the best song I've ever heard, and I need to go find out <laughs> who wrote this song. And then I went um, home on, like, proto-YouTube and listened to it a hundred times. Um, okay, so very little, uh, like, information about Let It Rock. Yeah. No, like, staff list. But it apparently was sampled in All I Need by Natasha Bedingfield, featuring Kevin Rudolph. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Would that we okay. were all so lucky. Okay, imagine being sampled on a song you're in. That's like just <laughs> he—it's a fucking like pyramid scheme of way to get like residual money for it. Mm-hmm. I love it. I think it's iconic. Unfortunately, I'm not putting it on Slap City this week, but it probably will be on there uh, on, by like episode 200. It'll probably be on there. Okay. Anyway, other than sounding like uh, Kevin Rudolph featuring Lil Wayne, Let It Rock. This is another one that's like, it's okay. Yeah. It's like, it's I think bad. this is also one of the singles, but yeah, it doesn't, it's, you know, being flippant about relationships. You're not a piece of art, Owen. There's yeah. definitely a few more coming up that I have more kind of It's just hard when you see that the next track is called Sex Yeah. Sex Yeah. Uh, before we get into Sex Yeah, let's check in with the Patreon. Let's do it. Patreon.com slash Post Game of Thrones. Um, for $1 a month, you gain access to all of our bonus content, which includes, as we mentioned before, Carry Me Home, that I do with producer Kim, where we watch and rank every Jim Carrey movie. And also, next episode coming up later this week of Words and Deeds, mm. our, me and Brooks's Metal Gear Solid lore podcast, where we will be discussing the uh, Shadow Moses incident. Mm-hmm. So it'll be about two and a half hours of us just saying how, like, how um, Solid Snake has, like, three polygons on his face, but you can still see exactly his emotion. Yeah, I haven't watched it yet, but I did just, like, open the video once and skip, like, an hour into it just to, like, see what the models look like. Uh-huh. Not as good. Not as... And then you see Os- uh, Revolver Ocelot 
but he he's just like a faceless Lego brick with like long white hair, and you're like, damn, that's Ocelot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, at $5 a month, you'll get special shoutouts and episodes. Uh, this week's special user is on Patreon, Dan Mike Dawson Silva. Thank, Thank you. you. Mike Dawson in Discord. Um, also, we'll read a message if you send one in. We got one this week, but we're going to read it because it's JoJo. So that'll be on Yadi Yadi Boys. Okay. Um, also, at the $5 level, you can send in albums to us to do like we're doing. Well, we'll, we'll be doing next week. Right. Um, so send that to funpointcast at gmail.com with the title, just like out funpoint album request or whatever. I'll, I'll, I'll understand what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, and at $10 a month, you get all that plus special user status in the Discord and we'll create a monster for you in Fire Pro Wrestling. Uh, I have, I have a big Fire Pro, we've discussed it, but big plans for the Fire Pro kind of mm-hmm. genre of Peacock content, which I'm very excited about. We're only it's, it's, using entrance music from the Kevin Rudolph album In the City featuring Let It Rock <laughs> in the next every, season. Every, um, in, sorry to go on a tangent, and it's kind of bad in retrospect, but the idea behind it is funny. There was this book about these two, like, stats guys who bought an independent baseball team. Uh-huh. And they, like, were like, let's just, tr- as an experiment, let's fucking run it as if, like, what people say on the internet, like, stats guys do. Yeah. Like, we're just going to do it this way that the stats say is good, and etc. And then they realize, like, wow, one, athletes are fucking assholes and don't follow stats based on, like, what the best outcome would be. Mm-hmm. And two, also we have to, like, deal with humans, which is not something we <laughs> usually do. So at one point, the team was, like, rebelling against them, and they're like, okay, we need a way to, like, uh, like get the team, like, have fun, like, get them back on our side, while still kind of implementing our strategy. And before one game, what they did is, um, the first guy who came up to bat, they played for his, like, walk-up music, R. Kelly Ignition Remix. Uh-huh. And everyone was like, he, like, oh, that's, like, not my theme, but, like, whatever, maybe someone screwed up. And then the next guy comes up to bat, and they play R. Kelly Ignition Remix. Uh-huh. <laughs> and they just played it for every time the team came up to bat for the entire game. And you could make that... <laughs> So much better and less problematic by if making it, was it let it rock, rock. Kevin Rudolph. <laughs> yeah. As far as I know, I hope Kevin Rudolph is not also so, canceled. So from now until the next stream, I'm going to just take 10 second increments of let it rock Kevin Rudolph and place that exactly <laughs> on the card as it plays out. I love to enter to the first 10 seconds of the Lil Wayne verse and then complete silence for the rest of my walk. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um... And, and I forget if I said it, but you'll get special. You just said us in the Discord, too. Of course. So, thank you. Patreon.com slash PostGameOfThrones. Um, let's talk sex, about yeah. sex, sex, yeah. Uh, hook. Sex, 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 yeah. Sex, 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 la-da-da. Sex, sex, sex. Sex, 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 la-da-da-da-da-da-da. Yeah, but if you read between the lines, it's... You might think the song is about sex, yeah, but it's actually about sex, nah. You know, it's a, it's actually about sex. It's kind of like uh, it's kind of like a guy fox, like like it's society. about what if the, what if guy didn't fuck? Exactly. Now you're now I'm getting somewhere. Because by saying the word a lot in society, it makes the point that it's there a lot, and perhaps it loses its meaning after a while. I mean, she did say fuck before. Well, she said it once. She said it once. She, she said didn't sex. say fuck, you, fuck, fuck. You yeah, can, you, you can say sex a lot on this one. Mm-hmm. Um. And it's, it's mostly, half of the song is just her kind of saying, sex, yeah. And then in, in like, the <laughs> verses, it's like, 
rebel against your father. Sex, sex. sex. Yeah, it's, you know, there's, uh, hey, there are historical stereotypes given to women. Anyways, sex, 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 hey, yeah. Wh- while we're talking about more um, music from the early to yeah. mid-2000s era, I'm, I'm going to take the, the, the words of this song, and I'm going to like kind of do a Weird Al, and I'm going to make it another song. That you know that's famous. And it's like, uh, it's jazz and it's sax, yeah. No, it's sex, 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 sex. Everybody! You know? It's the same principle. It's the same Do you think the song Shots is about how it's bad to take shots, actually, if you read between the lines? Maybe it's like doing a hey-ya? I think you could probably formulate that conclusion based on the text, but this is a case where I believe the author has gone on record. That's the author, I know, but I feel like they they enjoyed... Lil John did enjoy, enjoy taking shots of alcohol. He later. did love Ciroc and Patron. He, as, I, as I know. Um, yeah, I'm looking at the lyrics, and it does seem like he does... It is sort of earnest, textual, enjoying it. You know what I miss? Party rockers in the house. Party Rockers in the House is good. I actually am going to walk back what I just said, though. Okay. Because the part where Lil John starts saying, if you ain't getting drunk, get the fuck out of the club. You know that part, right? Mm-hmm. He says, what you drinking on? Jaeger bombs, lemon drops, buttery nipples, jello shots, kamikaze rewinding. And then he says... He drinks a drink, he drinks a vodka drink. And then he says, fuck all that shit. Okay. And then he says, get me some gin. But mostly he says, fuck all that shit. <laughs> I like Little John's refined taste. Yes, I will have a gin, please. Mm-hmm. One gin. Yes, no I, al- I also know me. what is classy. Little John. That's it. See, see, that's weird because what I do is when I'm at a bar situation and I yeah. don't know what to get, my drink is gin and tonic. But that's mostly because I have kind of not a large knowledge of the different types of drinks of right. alcohol. But Lil John previously demonstrated that he does when he's talking about, like, buttery nipples and stuff. Yeah, you're the, um, you ask for your participation trophy when you're up there, and then Lil John is smiling serenely as he names all of them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, gin and tonic. Can I have my drink, please? Um, anyway, sexy. Even if... You gotta mm-hmm. act naughty to get noticed, even if Game of Thrones voice, that's not you in society. Game of... Yesterday, me and Kim got mad again that, um... And I forget, because I feel like we were having, like, a regular... It started as, like, a discussion about, like, our life and careers and, like, moving forward and, like, yeah. advancing. And it ended up with us getting mad that Bran didn't just pardon John after Grey Worm left to go die of butterfly sickness in North. Yeah, well, you know... <laughs> It may be true that the only antagonist did just leave to go die of butterfly illness, mm-hmm. but, you know. And also the Dothraki, and I was just, like, sorry for Game of Thrones, not fun point, but then I was looking it up and I remembered, um, I was just looking up Game of Thrones shit and getting mad, and remember the one scene when Daenerys, um, she's on the back of her dragon and she gives a speech to the Dothraki who are already following her? Yeah, and that was um, the end of the episode in Blood of My Blood. And that was the end of the episode. Um, she declares all of them her blood riders in that episode. Yeah, and being a blood rider means that when your um, blood of your blood dies, you just sort of assimilate. And you're, you, you, you're fine you with it. You live long enough to avenge their death, and then you must die, too, in, into, in the hollow halls of Vaeus Dothrak. And instead, you just kind of work at the docks. Yeah, you just sort of become a dock worker, and you say, okay, the killer can just sort of, like, go north by. where he lives and all of his just, family just, is. Yes, go say goodbye to his family, and we love it. And my name is not Kono, the only named Dothraki uh-huh. with one line. Yep. 
Remember when season seven, when Tormund rode a dragon to get rid of, to get away from the ice lake that with liquid And then water? he said later in season eight, Jon Snow rode a dragon. Yeah, and then Khaleesi got so mad at that that she became evil because nobody <laughs> talked to her at a party. Yeah, we love it. Game of Thrones. Next up is Teen Idol. This song rules. <laughs> I'm glad you think so. Um, yeah, I like it a lot. I want to um, be a bottle blonde. Um, it's weird because I feel like most of the song, like, my brain is very smooth. And yeah. I like most of the songs that are just like, this is fast, and the and the kick drum is just doing this the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, but this one's a little bit slower, but I, I enjoy it. Yeah. Is, just and feeling super, super, super suicidal. It sounds so fun, because it sounds like the cheerleaders are all saying it, you know? Uh-huh, yeah. But it's a bummer. Super, that super, she's, yeah. Yeah, it's super, we love it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is secretly about being suicidal, so. Okay. So, I will um, also say, there are some valid critiques of stan culture, but in mm. this genius page, they did just teach me the word anamnesis. Mm. Because Teen Idol is an anamnesis of Marina's high school years. Um, can I do some type of, like, etymology to see if I can figure that out? Do you want, uh, like, a script-style spelling bee of... It's origin? No, I, I don't know. I got nothing. It's uh, from. It's often used in reference to Platonic philosophy, and it's just it's just the remembering of things from a supposed previous existence. Okay, so someone just fucking learned this word before they made this genius page. That was like the Webster's Dictionary word of the day. Yeah, they were playing it in medical school, and uh-huh. they said, they said, ah, yes, just like Teen Idol. The professor uh, said it's just like Teen Idol. This is your homework. Teen, and it's spelled I-D-L-E, like idol as in not moving, but you would think of idol like uh, someone to represent, like you would you want to emulate, but it's different. Yeah, it's both. It's it's homonym or phone or whatever. I can never remember what the thing was. Um, I just, getting mad at, at high schoolers. Yeah. I haven't done it for a while, so I just remembered something that they would do a lot. If I was like, okay, like this, like you, you read the song and you're like, okay, I get it. Um, some, so if I was like, okay, class, let's analyze this song. Like, what literary techniques is she using? There will always be one person that just says, it's weird. Well. And then I would always say, like, well, what's weird about it? And then they would go, I don't know. And this is, wasn't an accelerated class, so that made me even more mad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But t- I think teenagers just like calling things weird and not... I, I, on one hand, I think it's like, well, maybe your, like, vocabulary hasn't, you know, right. improved enough so you, so you can articulate... Uh, you haven't been online enough to say, like, this is regular to me, ironically. Yeah. Like wow. an adult? Having a nor- yeah, you, you didn't write down on your paper, having a normal one, and I give it an A+. Uh-huh. So. Um, there is there is a quote in here that if I... So, if it weren't for, like, the, you know, ingrained misogyny growing up, it probably would have stopped me from doing it. But if I had heard this song... And I heard the line, ain't youth meant to be beautiful, when she's like small Marina during the bridge. And she's like, ain't mm-hmm. youth meant to be beautiful. That would have fucking destroyed me as a teenager, and I would have made it my MySpace quote 100%. Oh, yeah. I feel like um, if I was a teenager when this came out, I would have been like, that's for girls. And yeah, like, I would have not- never listened to it. But had I had I yeah. been the, an enlightened genius at the age of 13 and said, hmm, women are, can be good, and, and it's mm-hmm. they're good to you. Um, and when they do art, it's good to you. Um, yeah. it, if I would have gotten past that, that premium barrier, then mm-hmm. I would have made it my MySpace quote because it would have destroyed me. Yeah. It's good. It is good. 
Super, super, super. Uh, next up, we have Valley of the Dolls. And this is some in the court of the Crimson King bullshit. Yeah. Story. <laughs> like, I, all I could think of was, like, her fucking talking about the Crimson King and his jester fiddling or whatever. Uh-huh. Because we and- get this weird, like, alternate reality fantasy thing. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, yeah. This is the this is where I learned that Marina is Prague now. Because yeah. There's a companion to this called the Archetypes. Okay. And that's to uh, to fully understand the song. Mm-hmm. You have to, and I listen to it, and it's pretty much just it explains that like there's the there's the teen idol, and there's the home wrecker, and there's the bubblegum bitch, and they're different. Oh, things. so these are all like different characters. Yeah, it's different things that you can put on to make different people happy. But ultimately, when you try to become everybody, you become nobody on the inside. Damn, it's true. Damn, it is true. I don't know anything about the book or movie Valley of the Dolls. Mm-hmm. But I gather that it's about, like, emptiness and, like, uh, coping with pills and stuff. Yeah, Which is I, usually, like, the genius mm-hmm. says that, but that's usually my go-to when I don't know what a song is about anyways. It's probably about, like, sad and drugs. I mean, it, Valley of the Dolls, if I had to guess, is probably like, it's California, it's Hollywood, uh-huh. you know, but... And it's also a valley, like a depression, you know? Damn. It's true, dude. Words can have multiple meanings. Words can have multiple meanings, and you can put them along to sounds, which creates music. Fun point. (laughs) Fun point. Yeah. Thank you for the five-star reviews. The music is good. Fun point. Music is good. Fun point. You want to talk about Hippocrates? This this fucking title gave me an aneurysm. (laughs) (laughs) I I gotta be honest. I almost, before preparing for this album, I almost always skipped the song just because I didn't like the title. It's because it's spelled like hippo- hypocrites. It's the w- it's like the way the first, that, the first it's the way that a twelve year old on MySpace would spell hypocrites. The f- it is the first half is hypocrites spelled correctly, but then the last half is crates like Hippocrates. Yeah, it's cold crates. Yeah, and it's like it's like how a twelve year old would spell definitely defiantly. Yeah, at, but at least at least hypocrite. Like, however this spelling is, kind of looks like it. Defiantly is an entirely different word. Right. <laughs> you fucked up bad on that one. It's the same. So, it's, same. it's like, but it's like, because Hippocrates was an ancient Greek physician, the father of medicine. So, it's like that. And it's also, like, it's a very, like, fuck you, dad, fuck you, mom, let me do what I want kind of song. Mm-hmm. And she also said, you know, my dad is in hell and stuff like that. So, it's like... Satan dad. Yeah. Satan dad. I like this song a lot once I get past the title. It's a serotonin think, machine think to me. I haven't listened to it because the title just did make my no, yeah, pop out of my head. If you if so. you had given me this album and I saw that there was a song called Hippocrates on it, I would probably <laughs> just listen to it once and be like, "All right, he'll talk yeah, to so me I'll, about it." I'll, I'll give it another um, another go around, but I felt like yeah. having the funny, angry character would be good to cut on this album that we're just like it's good all the time. Yeah, <laughs> I, and I, even I'd bring in uh, just, the angry pop music nerd. Yeah. Mm. Somebody, there should really be men who are critical towards pop music. I don't think there's enough of them. Just like some so, 20-something dudes who can really just take it to task. Just really fucking go to town and destroy a pop album from 2012. I think that's what we need more <laughs> of. A character that Marina has sworn off in, like, 2013. Let's get her. Let's, let's yeah, get her ass. <laughs> this song's good. It sounds like Undertale at the beginning. It sounds like the nice snow town, and it's the national anthem of being 16 years old and living with your parents, and it's good. So now that, that I have this knowledge, I will revisit it again after and see if I kind of... Yeah, it's hard to not skip when the clarion call of how to be a heartbreaker is right around the corner. 
Um, yeah, up next is How to Be a Heartbreaker. This is just a Tumblr song? Is, I mean, like they're all the one? Tumblr... What okay. do you mean by the Tumblr song? I thought I thought when you, like, prefaced this album to me, you said that this was the Tumblr song. Yeah, it's like, it's the one that I knew. Mm-hmm. Like, when I would I would scroll through Tumblr and I would see, like, the picture of Electra Hart, who mm-hmm. is the alter ego on this album, and she's got the heart on her cheek. And then, mm-hmm. in the song, she says, wear your heart on the cheek, not your sleeve. And it's, now you get okay, it. Okay, kind, kind of like she does. Yeah. This is, yeah, there were two songs, two Marina songs that got me into her, and mm-hmm. this was the only one that, like, was fully just because the song is good, and the other mm-hmm. one was a song called Hollywood, and it was when people were doing the funny John Cena meme. There's this part okay. where she's like, she does the, she does her fun voice, and she's like, oh my god, you look just like Shakira, no, no, you're Catherine Zeta, actually my name's Marina, and it's like a actually, cool Actually my name line. is John! Yeah, and I saw that on Tumblr, but then I was like, Mm -hmm. I went and looked at the song, because the song was catchy. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Oh, this was covered by uh, the Glee cast. Well, that's good. If you want a kind of different take on it. Yeah, I did. Oh, so you listened to it and you liked it. No, I didn't listen to the Glee version. But yeah, this is the one that was made after the UK release of the album, and she was like, oh, fuck, this song rips. Oh, I gotta put this on. Yeah, put this on the US release, and we're happy for it. This is me, like, now I would be so mad if I was, like, a UK, like, listener and I had an accent, um, because you didn't get this one. But mm-hmm. also, um, it's kind of how I feel that our friend Carly Rae didn't put Cut to the Feeling on her new album. What was she thinking? Because now I have to go somewhere, instead of having it on a nice list, all in one, I have to press <laughs> three separate buttons to get I have to, to it I have to watch the animated movie Leap to listen to it. Yeah, I have to, get, I have to download the official soundtrack of that movie on Spotify to listen to this shit. Yeah. Anyway, it's good. Whatever the opposite of her mind is on that one. <laughs> yeah. Um... Yeah, this one's good. This one's, like, on my... Do you have, like, a normal guy playlist? Uh, <laughs> well, I'm incredibly normal, so all of my playlists... Yeah, all of your... Yeah, your all of your playlists are normal. But, you, like... So I have a playlist that, like, is when I'm, like, during... When I'm just, like, sitting around in my office hours and, like, I want people to hear my good music, but I don't want them to think that it sounds weird. Uh-huh. Like, to me, this song is, like, a happy medium of, like... It's, like, you know, you... You know, you... You wouldn't expect somebody in 2019 to be listening to this 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 official national anthem of Tumblr. I guess that's kind of like, but the, it's also the not like me putting on fucking uh, the Coheed and Cambria, you know? Okay, so see that what I do is my go to is usually when I'm in a public space is the the Car Time Forever playlist. That's that a good playlist, Spotify. yeah, because it's mostly like pop crowd pleasers. And then I, I I really fucking dug in there recently, and then so someone's gonna hear uh, like a fun song they know by like uh, uh, Hall and Oates, and it's like oh you make my dreams come true. And then I'm like whoop, did a little U-turn. Operation Ivy's playing now. Yeah. And they'll be like, what's this? Operation Ivy, huh? It's good. And I'll be like, yeah, it's good. And then and then I'll kind of go back into something normal. Uh. Because that's just, like, playing. the most preparation I do in my entire life is, like, when I'm sitting in the designated playlist position on a road trip with the boys, you know? Mm. You know how it is to go on a road trip with the boys, and they with want the you boys. to put on your normal guy music. Yeah. So, like, this is one of my normal guy... Normal guy songs. It's yeah. kind of like uh, me having Metro Station on that playlist. Yeah. It's mean to me when it comes on. Yeah, don't touch voice, Zach's but... music, Vine. Exactly! Come on! <laughs> don't touch Zach's music. Yeah. Um, are you ready to go to, to the next, this fucking list of songs? Is, yeah. 
thunder, th- th- thunder. Radioactive. Radioactive. Uh, My, I have one note for the song, and it says Imagine Dragons. <laughs> <laughs> and you're right. Uh-huh. Yeah, this is the one that's like, it's it's just like, it sounds like club music to me. Mm-hmm. And like even her like her like uh quote on the out on the song is like it's light and euphoric and it feels like being in New York. And it's like, yeah. I can right, see I can just, see this like playing in a club. So it smells like fucking garbage and wet. Yeah, and there's the too much traffic. Oh my god, the traffic. No one in New York drives, right? Yeah, I'm saying. It's the only yeah. one that look like it's the only song in this album that like I feel like could be from another pop star. You know, I just opened my computer Spotify and it says listening on Eddie's iPhone. Um, so I want to hit play again so we can get this. Okay. Um, let me see. Oh, it switched. It was, I was going to do a funny let it rock was going to play again. Oh man. <laughs> uh, fuck. Well, well, we'll get that goof working in the future. Yeah, we'll get it. Uh, mm-hmm. anyways, like catch me like crumping to home record, like a fucking grown up instead of this vapid yeah. club music. Oh God! Yeah, I have Ugh. I have nothing to say about this one. Yeah, it's the it's I skip it almost every time. It's not but bad. I, it's just like when you're around me, I'm radioactive, and she just says the the word a lot, and it just uh-huh. kind of it's like sex, yeah, but it's less fun. I think okay. So last on the the, the list, we have fear and loathing, like Las Vegas, you know, backcountry. I was gonna every time there's like a reference to like a book or a movie that I haven't seen, I'm like, please, Eddie English, help me out. Do you know anything I, I, about the book or the thing movie besides read, what you just quoted? I read, I did read Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas when I thought I, it was something I was supposed to do as like a teenage boy and it fucking yeah. sucked. Yeah. It was, he's just like, whoa, I did drugs and now I'm in a room. Like, cool dude. Well, yeah, it's not called like happiness and be having fun in Las Vegas, you know? You should have known. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, I should have known that one. But anyway, it's, it's also a backcountry adventure sevenfold. Oh, okay. So same same influence. Um, I think the reason I don't have much m- had much to say about radioactive is I was I believe it was a few days ago and I was like laying down in bed and I was just on my phone and I was listening to this and I must have fa- I fell asleep for like probably eight minutes mm-hmm. like I just dozed off and then I woke up to the end of the song. Oh yeah, and I was like, what the fuck is happening right? <laughs> she now? heard the part where she was like, my last hurrah, and it's like, yeah, the, actually that part's good. So you were wrong on that one. No, it was it was when it's like a different language. Oh, you're talking about fear and loathing. Sorry, I Did thought I you were still on song? radioactive. Oh no, fear and loathing. Yeah, that's so when you're I woke talking up. about the 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 actual candid footage of her grandmother singing Greek in her kitchen at the end. Yeah, I was very confused when I woke up to that. It's a cool move to just the final song on your album is just like famous fleeting candle Kurt Cobain. Here's my grandma singing in her kitchen. Goodbye. Mm. It was very, I was like, is this the same? I thought it, the Spotify did that thing where it's like, here are similar artists, and it just kind of like went off on its own. Yeah. And then I realized I only fell asleep for like seven minutes, and I was very disoriented. In a way, she, it was the Greek folk song, a song from Algiers. Damn, it's really making me think that. Yeah. Um, I do appreciate the uh, genius putting it in the actual Greek. I don't know what Greek letters are called, but. It's Greek bad. letters is fine. Greek letters, that's probably what they're called. Yeah. Um, they're called numbers, it's weird. Huh. Didn't think <laughs> about that. It's fucked up. Mm. Anyway, last song. What do we think of it? 
Other than the I like it. The it's end. like when I when I come to this album, it's it's a pop classic. So I'm gonna pop into Bubblegum Bitch, Prima Donna, Home Record, mm-hmm. uh, Teen Idol, Sex. Yeah, you know the How to Be yeah, Heartbreaker, yeah, yeah. the classics. I, I, I feel like yeah, I'm just gonna kind of put those on the on the Car Time Forever playlist and bump Home Wrecker. Yeah, but uh, and just crash my car going 120 miles per hour because I'm pumping the like gas rhythmically. Yeah, uh huh. But I, yeah. I I like it as like a closer as, as an art. Yeah, it's, exactly. It's like a very like I don't know mature closing. Like it's all yeah, been I, like I, it's fun I, to be different people, and then at the end it's like maybe it's good to make a friend and be kind and you know. Yeah, I, I appreciate it more than I like it. Yeah, this yeah. is more. It sounds a lot more like. Uh, the the stuff that she's been putting out like her she just put out a new new big double album that's like good it's good but it's like this if that makes sense okay I it's you. less like it's it's like the okay so she's she's like dio brando in a lot of ways we've talked about this mm-hmm. this is like the party dio like part one like he's you know he's a mm-hmm. vampire he's very high register you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but na- but then in this song and in the future, she's like the sophisticated reading Dio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on the bed with the wine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. But like, she, you know, in this one, she's wearing like green lipstick. She's going out on the town on a tank top the way that Dio does. Mm-hmm. It's a lot like that. Yeah. Um. So but overall, yeah, it's good. It's good. Um. What now? We do Slap City, right? We do. Um, okay, Slap City. I believe I went first last week, so you're up. So, it was really hard for me to pick between, uh, her first two albums, because they're both just filled to the brim with slaps, unfortunately. But I thought mm-hmm. that, uh, I thought that this one edged, edged out her first album a little bit. So I'm mm-hmm. gonna go with, uh, I'm gonna go with Oh No off of her first album. Oh no! Exclamation point! I believe it has an exclamation point. Yeah, it just okay. it it just whips ass, dude. Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> that, that's your final. Yeah, your like final take. On the it? whole album's really good, but that's like like I would listen to Electra Heart for this, and also just generally, and then I would go to the Family Jewels, her first album, and just listen to Oh No eight or nine times. Mm-hmm. I hope we all just heard the garage door opening downstairs. I hope that picked up. Yeah, it's high def, baby. Thanks for the thanks for the mic money. Thanks for the mics. Um, so my so my pick was kind of influenced by um, when I was listening to Homewrecker. Yeah, and, and she's like, they call me Homewrecker. That part of the chorus, it kind of reminded me of another pop song from a few years before. Okay, and rather than in this one, the woman is singing like I'm the Homewrecker. But in this pop song, the woman is is talking about the guy and about how he's bad. Is it um, is it before he cheats by Carrie Underwood? It's not before he cheats by Carrie Underwood, and this I would have been a great kind choice. of more in the how the words are said that remind me of each other. Okay, um, my song is "Womanizer" by Britney Spears. Good choice. <laughs> it's a good song. I did 
like, I did actually find out on the genius that Bubblegum Bitch was inspired by Britney Spears, according to Marina. So okay. it, ma- it, it makes sense. Okay, damn, I picked up on it. Yeah. I didn't know it, but my brain did. Uh-huh. <laughs> it filed in the same folder. Thanks, brain. Thanks. Uh, is that Slap City? You can listen to our... There's a link to it in the description if you want to hear all our good songs. Yeah. Um, next up, we have questions. Uh, funpointcast at gmail.com or funpointcast.tumblr.com. Got one question about Marina this week, I mm-hmm. believe. Uh, this is very funny, because it comes in from Anonymous. Okay. And this one says, Hi, when I saw you were doing Heart, my soul was launched back to being 16 years old and listening to Miss Marina on my big headphones in the back of my parents' car. So thank you for that. Anyway, I re-listened to the album, and I swear to God, I've never heard Living Dead in my life, despite being a big Marina head when this album was released. Mandela Effect Real. Sorry I don't have a question. I'm just excited that you're doing this album. So, I that song doesn't exist to me. Yeah, that one's on the UK release that got replaced by How to Be a Heartbreaker. Oh, perfect. So, so yeah, that was I this this person might have been listening to the to the original UK release. Uh-huh. Whereas Spotify was like, oh no, you don't. You're listening N- to me. Not you. Yeah, I literally, I'd never heard of Living Dead before I went and I did the research two weeks ago, and I listened to it. It's pretty good. Well, it's good. Okay, as long as it's good. Yeah, it's How to Be a Heartbreaker is a better song, but, you know. So so I can get by, like, not missing out on it, but not, you Yeah, know. if you, listen, if you got the Marina itch, you should go to her first album. Uh, like, our jewels. reality is still, like, fine. It's not, like, the bedtime. Yeah. Anything, so. Okay. Um, so let's move on to our, uh. Our next pick. This one is coming from Patreon. Uh, let me get the email open. Uh, so, this uh, email, this album request, comes from Patreon user Tufster McGee. All right. And uh, let me see this email. So, uh, the, the text begins for the request. The 1978 Devo debut album, Are We Not Men? We Are uh-huh. Devo. Fucking okay. slaps from head to toe. I grew up listening to Devo's Greatest Hits and Greatest Misses albums. That's very funny. And every song I've heard of theirs makes me want to fly into space and yell silly voices forever. Some of these songs are about consumerism and counterculture, and some of these songs are just kind of saying funny words together. But either way, this is one of the most fun records I can think of. So in two weeks, we will be talking about Devo's Are We Not Men, We Are Devo. (laughs) I am looking at the... There is a track called Sloppy in parentheses, I Saw My Baby Gettin'. Okay, <laughs> it's pretty good. So this is gonna be kind of a funny one for us. Uh huh. But oh, it was also it says it, was, it says it was produced by Brian Eno, who we all know was oh, yeah. good at doing sounds. So uh-huh. okay, yeah, that sounds good. I'm, I I all, uh, all I know of Devo is is Whip It, so I'm excited to hear that they're like an actual band. Yeah, I know. I- yeah, I know exactly Whip It and the fact that. Uh, one of their songs appeared on Futurama on their 100th episode that one time. Oh, great. I don't remember what the song sounded like. So I guess we'll we'll find out uh, in two weeks when we listen to Devo. Are we, we not watch men, we Futurama? Or we can watch, just watch Futurama. Yeah. So. yeah, I'm going to go watch Leap so I can hear uh, Cut to the Feeling yeah, Cut again. to the Feeling? Okay, yeah. Good idea. Um, that's fun point. Thank you for listening. Yeah, thanks. Uh, we'll be doing Yada Yada Boys this weekend. Words and Deeds going up sometime later this week, also. Mm-hmm. And we will see you two weeks from now here when we talk about uh, Devo, the, the Devo men. Yeah. Uh, Div, Divavolo. Devo. Div, his name, my name is Devo. <laughs> my name is Devo. <laughs>
Thank you. Bye. Yeah, thanks. Bye. Thanks, <laughs> Thank Marina. Marina. Thanks. Oh, thanks. Give me some reggae. Axl Rose slash yeah, Duff McKeegan. Et cetera. Uh, Sinister Brian Hates. Eno. Brian uh, Eno. Brian Devo. Brian Devo. Dio Brando. Devo Brando. Devo Brando. Dio and the Diamonds. That's all of them. Bye. Bye. <laughs>